0: I just scared you all away with the naked man dancing. Okay. Time out really quick though. How many times did I say naked man dancing? <laughs> I think I was like 25. Okay, solid. Okay. What is up, my lovely people? Um, It is a Thursday. Actually, it's not a Thursday. I'm telling you it's Thursday because that's when I'm going to put this out but i know it's crazy i usually drop these on mondays and you get to listen on a thursday how incredible i'm so nice to you guys god i i'm just amazing so i wanted to give these extra episodes because when i'm interviewing which i absolutely love and i've had a great time doing it it's a little bit harder to give my own message and you know voice my own opinions just because i obviously don't want to disrupt from the main storyline, because the point of the interviews is to give you guys all an idea of what other people are doing with their lives and how different people's lives are, you know, how we have all these different journeys and all these crazy things that happen throughout our lives that kind of shape where we end up. And that's what the the point of the interviews are for. And so rather than take away from those or honestly make the episode way too long because they take a long time as is, um, I kind of want to throw in these other bonus episodes to give my own messages as well as maybe just give you a little bit of entertainment for the week because we all know that I'm a a self-employed comedian. So I have to give you guys some laughs for the week. Um, more so actually just, this is serving as like a therapy for myself. I have yet to sign up for a therapist, even though I tell myself I need one just about every other day. Um, but you know, talking to myself is a form of therapy, I think. And I think (laughs) like right now I'm just able to digress into my own thoughts and reflect on my life. So yeah, thank you guys for being my therapy. Um, anyways, so before I jump into my message of the week, I have this crazy story from the weekend and I just had to share because just the series of events that occurred, I... Wish I could make this up, but unfortunately I cannot. So I went to Six Flags with a friend, and for those of you who make fun of me for going to Six Flags with my family all the time, this one was actually with a friend, so we did go on rides. Um, my family has had six flags, six flags season passes for about 12 years, and so I've been going forever. Um, but that being said, this, one, this trip was with a friend. Now, we were waiting in line at one of the roller coasters, and me and my friend are chatting. The kids in front of, they were like a 20 year old and a high school kid in front of us who were like joking around with us, asking us about our husbands, which of course I had to play along with and whatever we had fun with them. Well, all of a sudden I get a notification on my phone saying that's like i iPhone or something. I think it was like labeled just iPhone wants to send you an airdrop. And so I got super excited because I don't know about you guys, but like this used to happen all the time in college, specifically in our Orgo class. Um, we'd be sitting this giant lecture hall and all of a sudden people's phones would be being pinged with airdrop requests. And for those of you who've never gotten one, you can't see when it's not a contact of yours, you can't see a preview of the picture. So I just got a notification saying iPhone wants to send you an airdrop. And I thought it was like going to be so funny. I was so ready for a meme because that's what would happen in Orgo is people would send these funny, funny memes or just random pictures that would just make you chuckle. So of course, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) So I opened the message. You guys, it was a naked man dancing. A naked man dancing on my screen. And this man had it all hanging out. And that thing was waving side to side. I don't know if that's inappropriate for me to be saying here. But oh my, I shrieked. I screamed, deleted the, the video as fast as I could and freaked out. And then my friend was like, what was it? What was it? And I was like, oh my God, I can't say it out loud. And she's like, show me, show me. And I was like, I don't know. No, like I deleted all my messages. So of course I, I realized that I can go to my recently deleted. (laughs) So I go to show her the recently deleted video, but all of a sudden my progress pictures from me working out (laughs) that morning popped up. So no, you don't see a naked man on my screen. You see a Megan in a bikini flexing. You guys, it was the worst thing ever. I was very embarrassed. I mean, she's one of my very good friends, so whatever. But she was like, what was that? And I was like, oh my God, this can't be any worse. So she saw my flexing bikini self and then I showed her the naked man dancing. Anyways, I deleted the deleted deleted version because I was like, I cannot have a naked man dancing on my phone. So then I'm like, who the hell sent me this? And I'm like looking around trying to figure it out. And I look behind me, like directly behind me, and there's these kids that just refuse to make eye contact with me. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And when I say kids, I mean kids, kids, kids. So I didn't say anything for a second. Well, they actually had like a 15 year old with them or something, 15 or 16 year old. But then I hear them say airdrop. And then it was very clear they were trying to get like my attention or the attention of those around them because they're like, no, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. So I turn around and I pulled out my inner Karen and I ripped them a new one. I turned to them and I go, is that you that sent me that dirty video? And they're like, no, no, it was him. It was him. And they're like pointing to this other kid. I go, how old are you? What are you doing with that man on your, on your phone? And he was like, I'm 12. And he was like, they told me to do it. They told me to do it. And I was like, absolutely not. I went off on this kid. I was like, first of all, why do you have that on your phone? That's a little bit disturbing that you have that on your phone. Why would you even bother saving it? Because he said it, his friend sent it to him or something. And then there was this little kid next to them. And I go, and how old are you? And the kid goes, oh, I'm 10. I go, you should not be like watching that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that the kid was a she because her hood was up. So I thought it was a he. <laughs> I don't know. That just sounded so weird. Anyways. And I was just appalled. Okay. Absolutely Appalled. And that's pretty much all that happened. So, no, I don't have a naked man dancing on my phone anymore. Yes, I really embraced my inner Karen and I went off on these children. Yes, my friend saw me flexing in a bikini. No, it wasn't pretty, hence why I started going to the gym more often. But, yeah, so that was <laughs> – that's your fun story of the week. Um, I wish I was making it up, but unfortunately I'm not. Okay, so now that we kicked it off with all that good and me dancing stuff um I have to say that like eight times because I'm I don't think I, I hope at least I never have a story like this again so I'm just gonna get the make me dancing phrase out as many times as possible here um okay but really the message of this week so one of my friends reached out after my second episode which I really appreciate that you guys are listening it makes me so happy um this is really exciting for me so thank you but she was just um uh, telling me what she thought of my my po or my episode and And one of the things she brought up was the importance of the idea of picking a job that will influence the most people. So if you listen to my second episode about my journey, I talked about how one of the reasons that I was like really upset about not pursuing being a physician was because I had the idea that being a physician was the only way to help people. And this particular friend is involved in like biomedical engineering and she is herself as um working on research for these novel, new medical devices, novel and new are the same thing. Megan, shut up. Anyways, (laughs) novel medical devices. And she said, she brought up that she thought it was a super important point because she herself also thought the same thing. You know, there's this idea that the only way, at least particularly in healthcare is you have to be working hands-on with a patient as a doctor. And this is by no means to negate the effects of a physician because physicians are amazing and I think that they can have dramatic effects on individuals' lives. But what I want to drive home here is that just because your title or position does not directly influence a consumer um meaning like you one-on-one are working with that consumer it does not mean that you aren't having an impact impact on others lives so that's kind of what I want to talk about here briefly um so specifically in the healthcare industry i was just kind of brainstorming all of these different influences on how patients are being treated so obviously the physicians are hands on i touched on this a little bit previously but administration those the, the administration um of a hospital or healthcare organization is really influencing how physicians are able to practice, how much autonomy they have, what materials they can use on their patients. I remember when I was shadowing, um, for a summer internship, one of the physicians was telling me how his oversight was dictating what, um, what, what are those fairly sharp knives called? Why can't I think of them? Sharp, sharp (laughs) sharples? Why can't I think of this? I want to say shrapnel, but that's like a bomb exploding. What's knife of doctor? Scalpel. Why am I so stupid, Megan? Not shrapnel, scalpel. Okay. Anyways, this physician was talking about how his health care organization was dictating what scalpel he could use on his patients and there was one scalpel that he particularly liked um just because of the way that it made the incisions whatever yada yada yada. anyways though he was a plastic surgeon and his to him the most important part of his job was making sure his patient felt happy with the the looks of their outcome because a lot of physical i'm sorry plastic surgery is on the outside right so you for instance we were watching a tummy tuck um surgery so for him his Biggest goal was to make that tummy tuck not look like a tummy tuck, right? We don't want any um, major scarring. So for him, that scalpel was a huge deal. And ultimately, that patient was getting affected. So the administration there had a really big impact on how that patient's outcome was going to be, right? Similarly, like my friend was mentioning, BME, medical devices. There are so many medical devices that are significantly impacting patients. Now, it's the doctor that's going to be um, recommending these medical devices or using th- these medical devices to impact that patient. However, there are so many people across the, the world that are doing research or um, looking for approval on these devices that are going to drastically impact people's lives. So that's also a huge way that you could impact people. Research. There's research not only on those medical devices, but also on div- diseases, how they can be treated. We have technology the ease of ac- that can impact the ease of access to care. Look at telehealth. How many people have been affected by telehealth? I'm sure you or one of your family members or friends, you you probably know somebody who has used telehealth in the last year, right? Well, the amount of technology and individuals that are working on that technology to make this of use to the healthcare or healthcare industry is massive. There's also, I mean, this is going into crazy, crazy details and lengths, but insurance coverage, how insurance companies can protect uh, their patients and make sure that their patients are able to get the care that they need, right? We have social support, so encouragement of healthcare practices that keeps people out of the hospital systems. That also ties into education. I mean, I personally believe that education is a huge part of safe healthcare practices and keeping people out of the healthcare systems that don't need to be there. If we're able to identify symptoms of certain diseases such as diabetes or obesity or Um, cancer, skin cancer, all of these things that can be diagnosed earlier or people will just notice on their own, which you need education for because someone with not necessarily as much education might not even recognize when something's off, right? So if we can educate people, get them into the healthcare organization sooner, not only does that affect that specific person because they're more likely to get successful treatment if we catch it early, right? Right. But it's also allocating less resources to that person down the road, which can be sent off to peop- peop- other people. So in other words, if I recognize that something's wrong with me sooner, I don't need to spend, I only need to spend, let's say, $2,000 to get it fixed, as opposed to $100,000. Well, that $98,000 that was going to be allocated towards me in four months when I realized my symptoms too late, that can be allocated to other people, meaning physicians can work on other people and spend more time with other people to care for them. So, I mean, it all circles back and and around. I can't form words again, I'm sorry, but what I'm trying to get at here is that there are so many influences that can affect people that you're just not constantly thinking about and it's not as publicized, um, which I think is super important. And this is very... I think it's like such a crazy idea, which is also why I love studying economics, because society is so interconnected with everything that we do. And you can look at this at other industry levels, too. So the education system, of course, you have your teachers. Those are equivalent to, you know, those physicians hands on working with students every day. But again, there's an administration side of the education system. There's a political policy side for education. Think about the nonprofits that go into the education system Um, or additional mentorship programs. I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that really what matters is what you put into your career. So if you want to be making an impact on a lot of different people's lives, there's a way to do it in pretty much any profession you go into. Um, Even if you're not engaging with people on a daily basis, uh, again, going back to this healthcare example, radiologists, they're the ones who are reading the imaging that comes in from diagnostic tests, so MRIs, CAT scans, all that stuff, they don't talk to anybody all day, okay? They're just sitting on their screen scrolling through. But their accurate diagnosis is going to drastically change somebody's life, hopefully for the better, but if they're able to catch things early, right, that's going to affect patients and hopefully give them a longer lifespan um, by catching those small changes in those diagnostic images I mean there, that's a prime example of someone not working day to day with directly with the patients but actually making a difference but again that happens in any industry you're working in so I think that what really matters is that you're passionate about it because at the end of the day if you can impact people in whatever profession you choose it's really about how much work you're willing to put into it and if you're not excited to go to work every day and excited to make a difference in people's lives, then heck no, you're right. You're not going to make a difference. There's no there's no way you're going to go above and beyond to have that compounding effect on other people. But if you wake up in the morning energized to get into your job and excited to be that change or be that source of some new knowledge that you're going to share with others, then absolutely, you're going to be making a difference. It'll be behind the scenes and you won't get the glory of it. But unfortunately, that's just how life works. So I hope that whatever it is that you're doing, if you do feel like you're not making a difference, I want you to reflect and just think about on a daily basis, the activities that you are working on. What are those downstream effects? So if you stop your job and you stopped making those marketing pitches or you stopped calling individuals to place them in a new role. I'm thinking of recruiters. Sorry if that wasn't clear. <laughs> um, if you stopped being your car salesman, how would that affect other people? Because I'm telling you, if you when you really come down to think of it, there are probably so many people who have you, you have touched through your daily roles whether it be hands-on, talking to them one-on-one, or behind the scenes. So go ahead and think about that and love the work you do. That didn't make sense. If you don't love the work you do, then maybe find something else to do. So yeah, I really hope you're passionate about what you do. Um, Or if you're not right now, I hope that you're looking to find that passion because it makes me sad that as a society, we have gotten comfortable with the idea of working for the weekend. Um, I stole that from a friend, and I think it really encompasses a lot of our, at least our generation, meaning my generation. What a lot of kids do is they go into a job because it's high paying. They just work that grind of the nine to five, Monday through Friday, just so they can have a good paycheck to work with and have fun with on the weekends. And isn't that a little sad? I mean... Life is too dang precious and too short to spend 40 hours minimum a week slaving away at something that we absolutely hate. There are so many, so many opportunities and things out there that I encourage you to go after and try. I'm not saying go quit your job. I'm not saying that that's the solution. But if you're unhappy with what you're doing, don't let that be the normal. Go find something that you're passionate about. Go find something if you're passionate about helping people and that's really what you want to do. Don't let the idea that you have to be working one-on-one with people deter you from whatever it is that you want to be doing because at the end of the day, whatever job you're in, you can make it have a lasting, significant impact on others. Okay. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I think I wrapped every, all my thoughts up. I hope that this was a fun little Thursday post for you all. I hope that I didn't scare you too much with my naked man dancing on my phone. Not my naked man. It was not my naked man. It was a naked man. Not mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm actually I'm a little bit cheesing too hard right now because I like doing these. So thanks for listening. And it, as always, share this with friends, family. I think I have seven followers in my podcast, which... I hope to get to 10, maybe within the next week. That would be great. But we'll see. We'll see how we go there. Maybe I just scared you all away with the naked man dancing. Okay, time out really quick though. How many times did I say naked man dancing? <laughs> I think I was like 25. Okay, solid. Okay. Um, all right, bye. <laughs> Happy Thursday.